This is Miller's Edge on Tide The Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. Everybody, welcome into the Miller's Edge. It's Corey Miller, the pastor of pain. Hope y'all are doing well. It is free for all Friday prediction. Friday, we're taking your scores on the Alabama Arkansas game starting at 11 a.m. Yeah, you heard that right. 11 a.m. in the morning. Get your coffee going. Good morning, Joe, as they say. Waiting on Joe, 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 because you're going to need it. You're going to need it. It's going to be early in the morning. A tailgate show, I think, hits about 6 a.m. Central Time. I may or may not join D.C. and Christian. We're just still praying on that whole thing. But uh, we shall see. And um, I guess the parade's going to be up and rolling, too, early in the morning uh, to kick off your homecoming. So it should be a fun day, even though it's an early game as the Tide look to continue to rock and roll in the SEC as they stand undefeated in conference play right now. And looking good, like the trajectory is heading in the right direction for the Tide. So we'll talk more about the game. Uh, we'll get your score uh, predictions. Yeah, we want a little keys too. One or two keys to this football game. And I'll throw it out again. As I said on yesterday, are you a little bit nervous of a hangover? Slow, sluggish start. The triple S effect. Slow, sluggish start, which, by the way, we've seen that. Pretty much this entire season, right? Alabama had been slow, been sluggish, and and starting fast. They didn't start fast. They've been a second-half team. We talked about it last night on the Mills Edge Extra, uh, how Alabama's been phenomenal in making adjustments and coming out the second half and getting things right. But you want to make sure you start this type of game fast because it's early. A team that you are favored by almost three touchdowns that you should win this ball game. Can't give them any motivation by letting them hang around. Corey Miller, pastor of pain, was sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts, and uh, appreciate those guys sponsoring our program. And Christian Mills in Tuscaloosa, I'm still hanging out here in Columbia, South Carolina, and I know we got Noah, but I don't know about Justin Jones, but we shall see. Christian is at Midtown Village. He's hanging out. Christian at Buffalo's Cafe. How are you, sir? What's happening in the wing joint? 
A lot is happening. Uh, we're, we're set up here. We're live. We're back at Buffalo's for the first time in several weeks. So we're excited and thrilled for that. I'm fired up by doing the show here because I always followed up with a, a phenomenal lunch. So I'm looking forward to that as well. But just really excited to, to get him back to kicking off game day weekends the right way right here at Buffalo's Cafe. So if you are in town for the football game this weekend, come and stop by Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa. They've got wings, burgers. Uh, tacos, steak, you name it. And this is a great place to come watch the game on Saturday. So again, come check out Buffalo's Cafe right here in Midtown Village. That's where I'm at right now, live doing the show. We've got people rolling in here. They open up at 11, so they just opened up. We already got people rolling in here, so really excited about that. But uh, a, lot, a lot to get into today, a lot to talk about this game. We talked a lot about, you know, this matchup last night on the Miller's Edge Extra uh, on our live program there over on YouTube. So if you, if you haven't yet, go check us out there. Go subscribe. Make sure you like uh, and go check out all the videos we have there. Uh, but, yeah, we talked a lot about this game, and you said it. This 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 matchup does have the potential to be one of those, well, you called it the triple S, the slump, slow starts, right, right, whatever you called it. Slow, sluggish <laughs> start. Slow, sluggish, yeah. So I, and, and I agree with you, right? That's why I think it's important uh, that Alabama uses this game to go out there and focus on themselves, focus on what they need to do to play their brand of winning football. Don't look at the record. Uh, the record can be very deceiving out of this Arkansas team, 0-3 in the SEC, 2-4 and on the year. Uh, but if you look uh, between the lines, right, it tells you a different story. You know, these guys went on the road and almost escaped with a victory against LSU. They only lost by three. I mean, most of their losses, honestly, are one-possession losses. They uh, came up short against Ole Miss, 27-20, 34-22 against Arkansas, uh, excuse me, against uh, Texas A&M. So, you know, this is a good football team. They're going to play you tough. They're always physical. Uh, they, they just haven't found a way to finish this yet, but they're well coached. Uh, they do some good things. They just have to find a way to, to get the job done. And they're going to be looking to do that against Tuscaloosa because they don't really have much to lose in this football game. So definitely, I, I wouldn't label it a, a trap game for Alabama, but definitely a game where you have to go into it with the right mentality or else it can be a long day for you. You said Tuscaloosa, but I know you've been Alabama at in Tuscaloosa. Uh, that's going to be, you know, what what do you expect? They, they, yeah, I, I, said coming in Tusca- I said coming in in Tuscaloosa. Uh, do we not play in Tuscaloosa? I thought you said <laughs> playing in Tuscaloosa. No, I, playing I, I in Tuscaloosa. Bit. No, you're word, good. Word, word, word. I got you. No, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's a home game. You got to dominate your home field. And, and Alabama has done that for the most part throughout Nick Saban's uh, career here. Of course, losing uh, the early game to Texas was a tough one tough game in the second week of the season. But, um, uh, you know, it's a game that nobody expects Alabama to lose. And I think you got to kind of mentally shift because everybody, you know, we all been talking about, right, how Alabama isn't as good. It's not a good Nick Saban team, and they can't win the West. They can't get to Atlanta. They can't get to the college football playoff. Now that conversation at the halfway point is starting to change drastically. Now, a lot of guys said, oh, Alabama's going to win out. Alabama's going to play Georgia for the SEC Championship. Alabama got a, now ESPN has upgraded their uh, percentage to 30% that Alabama will have a chance to make the college football playoffs. So now you start to hearing, start hearing the positivity, right, about your football team. And I know Nick uh, Saban has uh, termed that, labeled that as rat poison. So now you got to to not allow that rat poison, if you will, to infiltrate your locker room. And now guys start thinking that, hey, you know what? Everybody said we could go on the road to College Station and beat Texas A&M. We got that done. 
won pretty handily there. Uh, but, um, you know, now we, we have arrived. So I think what you were talking about last night on the extra was about, you know, Nick Saban coming out into the media, talking about kind of refocusing and how, how you got to be, you know, the moment, the time, you know, Nick Saban has a unique way of saying things to the media, trying to, trying to get a message, if you will, to the team. And so that let me know maybe, and you said this yourself, maybe practices hasn't been going as good as they wanted to this week because always that fear of a letdown, right? Now you, you're feeling yourself a little bit. You're on a winning streak. People are talking good about you all of a sudden. You know, now you begin to, to, to feel yourself. You know, the offense with the passing game, you know, you're putting, you, you, you're shutting up the naysayers, if you will. I told them to kick rocks, right? So you got all this stuff going on and, uh, you have to try to count, kind of refocus, just take it all in, continuing on the, on the uh, progress, right? And uh, you'll get to where you want to be. It's one game at a time, one week at a time, one quarter at a time. I know that sounds cliche-ish, but that's really where, where Alabama is because if they just continue to win, you know, they're going to be where they want to be. Every goal is still attainable. Every goal is still possible. And this game right here, though, is the one that you kind of worry about. I mean, it's one of them games that you go, well, listen, Sam Pittman is under fire in Arkansas. People are talking about his program. They haven't won a game. They've been very close, right? They got quality players. They got K.J. Jefferson, big, physical, fast quarterback with a big arm. They got Rocket Sanders, a back that has been phenomenal for Arkansas, though he's been beat up, banged up, hurt a little bit. They got some skilled players. Uh, we talked about the offensive line being somewhat not good. Defensively, it's been okay. So... But this still is a kind of a scary team if you're not careful. So that's what I'm looking to see. And I said this the other day, Alabama just have to worry about themselves. It's not about Arkansas. You know, we hear it all the time, faceless, jerseyless, all this stuff. Just go play the game, right? I want to see the offensive line get better. I want to see the running game be more established. I feel good about the passing game. I think they'll have opportunities to do that. Um, defensively, continue to shore up some things as far as you know, not making mental errors, you know, and then, and then you just keep moving on. But there's still that fear, uh, if you're going to have somewhat of a letdown. I don't think they will, but it is possible. 205-342-9904. What say you? What's your score prediction? What are you looking for as far as the keys is for the game? I'd love to hear from you and, uh, see what you think about this game. Are you overconfident? Are you now flip the script like Joseph, who's all of a sudden, Team Milro, and you know who who said he never can win with Milro. Now he's Team Milro. A lot of people have flipped the script. A lot of people have changed their mind, and we've been saying the whole time on this show that be patient, right? Nick Saban has been in this position before. It's not foreign losing a game early. It's not foreign to have a setback, but he always says, "Do not waste the failure." We're not going to waste a failure. They continue to build. They continue to, to go out. And they found the quarterback in Jalen Miro. They're trying to now start to have an identity of who they are, who they're trying to become. And, Christian, I think they are starting to fall in that of knowing who you are. Jalen Miro has confidence. 
He's not looking over his shoulder. He's not worried about getting yanked for throwing an interception or making a mistake. He is their guy. They ride or die. They're going to do what they need to do. Tommy Reese is starting to expand, explore the offensive playbook a little bit more to fit Jayla Miro. We still want to see a little, I want to see a lot more of that. But um, I think that situation is beginning to evolve and uh, the defense is basically establishing itself and its dominance right now. And if they can continue to play like that, and defense is going to keep them in games, well, they're not going to have to do too much. I don't think you're going to see a very wide-open offense if the defense continues to to do what they're doing. There's no need to do that and, and subject Miro to a lot of mistakes. So, And I think that's that's the key, Christian, with this offense. Is, is as the defense continues to be dominant, I don't know if you're going to see a wide-open offense for Jalen Miro and his Tide and Tide uh, offense. Well, that's what I've been saying. I've said that uh, from the get-go. I said that when you have a dominant defense like I anticipated us having, you know, they were going to provide that comfort and that cushion for this offense as they went to those growing pains. And so this is exactly what I expected. And this is what I've said since early on in the season that, you know, people complain about, you know, the type of offense we have. It's not necessarily uh, super explosive uh, as of now, right? Or at least it wasn't early on. And I said, you know, that's somewhat okay. Now, obviously, you got to be able to put points up, especially in today's college football. But when you have a dominant defense like we have right now, you can afford to not score as many points, at least if you're controlling the time of possession, which they've been able to do. I think the biggest thing for the offense right now is they need to establish more balance, right? And I think Coach Saban spoke a little bit about this. Earlier in the season, you know, we struggled somewhat in the passing game, or we didn't necessarily go to the passing game, but we were able to run the football somewhat effectively, just not necessarily consistently. We saw last week, we lit it up in the passing game, but then we couldn't really run the football effectively. And so I think what this offense needs to do is continue to mesh and continue continue to develop their identity and become more balanced, because I think once they strike that balance offensively where they can run the football when they want to set up the passing game or go to the passing game uh, when needed, I think they're going to be so much more effective, so much more explosive in a much dangerous football team. And that, you know, that, that's predicated on as long as the defense continues to play as dominant as they have been, which I don't see why, you know, they would all of a sudden shift going into the second half of the season. So I, I think, you know, as Tommy Reese gets more comfortable, like you said, you know, explore more options, opening things up a little bit more for a guy like Jalen Milrow now that, you know, we understand who he is as a player, what he does best, you know, put him, continue to put him in position to make those plays. I mean, you've seen he went last week in, in the A&M and, and threw the ball all over those guys. So now I think that the coaches even have more confidence, right? I'll be honest with you. I know they, they probably had some confidence, but seeing him do that in live game action, I think they have even more confidence now. So I think they will continue to do that. And that's why I think this week uh, is, a, is a really important week for them because you return uh, back home. You know, this is your chance to, to establish that dominant brand of football against a solid Arkansas team. Ignore the, the record, but you can go out there. They've got a good defense. They play well up front. Uh, they get after you a little bit on defense. So this is a great opportunity, in my opinion, for the offense to go out there to try to get back to establishing that run game and setting up the pass game. Try to put a complete game together. That's really what I want to see from Alabama. I want to see a complete game, right? I know we're a second-half team, but I don't want to see slow starts, right? I don't want to see inconsistencies and ups and downs and ebbs and flows where one quarter we're running the ball well, we're attacking the football on defense, the next we look a little lax. I want to see a full game, a complete game in all phases, offense, defense, and special teams. And I think this 
is a great opportunity uh, because again you got a solid team in Arkansas but obviously it's not necessarily a, an LSU or a Georgia so use this opportunity to go play your brand of football and play a full four-quarter game in all three phases. That way you continue to build off this momentum that we've seen in recent weeks because Alabama's been playing some solid football. They've had two good road victories now, second half of Ole Miss with some good football. They just got to put it all together and be consistent, and I think the sky is the limit for this Alabama football team. No doubt about it, 205-342-9904. What say you? Uh, we're going to open up the phone lines for sure the next segment. Uh, take your score prediction. I know Christian got some cool swag, hats, and shirts. Maybe uh, we can get you some of that good stuff if your predictions, your thoughts are on point. We'd love to to, to give that to you. Uh, so call us. Give us your score prediction. I forgot what I gave Noah this morning with my. I think I was in the 30s. Um, I think, uh, let's see. How did you forget already? You just sent it to him. Mine was 3410. Well, because I had stuff going on, man. You you get older, you start forgetting things. There you go. Uh, Let me give you our staff predictions, okay? Now, that's everybody that's on uh, the Tide 100.9 at AM 1230. Martin Houston said, the Martin Houston Show, Alabama 48-13. Xavier Houston says 38-13. Inside the locker room with Barry and Wimp. Wimp Sanderson says Alabama 28, Arkansas 10. Barry Sanderson, Alabama 38, Arkansas 17. The Gary Harris Show, uh, he finally got back on the tired train, I guess, after choosing Texas a and I think he's a believer. <laughs> Gary Harris says um, 35, Alabama, Arkansas 16. The Middle's Edge, Christian Mills says 34-10. I say 37-13. Big noon, Lars Anderson. He's, he's, and he almost stole mine. 3417. Matt Coulter says 3617. Come on. They all kind of stuck together, huh? Um, and the game round fouls is 35. So there's a lot of 17s. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you didn't, you didn't finish. If you go to the producers, if you look at the very bottom, sneaking in there is Noah Haynes, Arkansas 20, Alabama 14. Noah, hold on now. This is like the third week in a row (laughs) that you've chosen the opposite team to win now. Noah, we gotta have a conversation during this break, man. Come on, Noah. 20 to 14, Arkansas. What's going on, Noah? No, no, no. See, it's not the third week. It's every week. I always bet against the house. What? For what, Noah? You just want to it's make people strategy. mad, huh? It's strategy. <laughs> wow, Noah. Noah, Noah Haynes. Noah's a traitor. But are, are we having a good season now? Um, tell me that. <laughs> so that's, that's his theory. If he bets against us, we, we do well. Okay. All right. Well, I know reverse psychology is what they would call that. Reverse psychology. All right. What say you? What say you? Let's hit a break. Come back. Your phone calls. 205-342-9904. We're sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. We'll come back. Are you agreeing with Noah? Noah Haynes says Arkansas will beat the Tide. We'll discuss on the next round of the show. Christian Miller's at Buffalo's Cafe, Midtown Village. I'm here in Columbia, South Carolina. The boys hang out in the studio right on Skyland Boulevard. We'll be back in a moment. Gather around. It's time for Courtney Joe Play. It's Friday, so it's in and free. It's the place to be. Hello, Tide fans. It's Matt Coulter along with Lars Anderson, Laura Lee Thompson, the Bama broker. 
Once again, it's a football Friday, so we're going to be at Innisfree live doing big noon sports from noon until 2. We got our early kickoff tomorrow, so let's get an early kickoff today. Come on by at noon, get a burger, get a beer, try some wings. We always get the fried pickles as an appetizer. It's the flagship of the strip, and that is Innisfree. Head to the free. Best bar in Tuscaloosa in 25 years, and it is a wonderful Irish pub. Have a Guinness. Have the beer of 42 different selections. It's a wonderful time. Again, we are going to be live in just a little bit from noon to 2, Tide 100.9 and WTBC 1230. Be listening. Come see us. Big Noon Sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy this afternoon and tonight, just a small chance of a shower. The high today, 68, the low tonight, 60. Tomorrow becoming mostly sunny, the high 76. Sunday, much cooler, cloudy at times, maybe a few sprinkles, the high 63. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 69 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9, also on 1230 AM, WTBC. You can hear us every single day, weekdays, from the morning all the way up until the late afternoon. We got you covered talking Alabama sports, Alabama football. The Tide getting ready to take on the Razorbacks of Arkansas. Sue is going to try to come here to Tuscaloosa early in the morning with a big old cup of hot Starbucks and a couple chicken biscuits and try to get things done against the Tide. What say you? Will they be able to establish uh, a win here uh, against the Tide? Or do you see the Tide? Jayla Miro led offense continuing uh, to roll. Roll, Tide, roll. Christian Miller <laughs> is hanging out at Buffalo's Cafe and uh, great food. So if you're just hanging out in the, near that area, go check him out. Say hello. Go get you some nice wings, some tacos, some nachos, some burgers. They got everything out there uh, that you can uh, want as far as getting that old gut satisfied. We're taking your calls. Though we want your predictions. Two zero five three four two nine nine zero four is the number to the program. Let's go ahead and take a call uh, because we want to get people in. We got Elias. Who's been on? Hi, happy Friday, and welcome into the Edge. Hey, how y'all doing, guys? Doing well, doing man. Good. How are you? Doing good. I need to get some of that swag stuff you got, Christian. I need to ask my uh, well, I, look, well, you can you always go buy a hat at themillersedge.com, or if you get this score prediction right, I'll go ahead and give you one for free. Okay. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm meeting my builder right now, so I. I wish I could get by Buffalo's Cafe and, and holler at you, though. But I definitely, if I can't get there this Friday, I definitely get by there next Friday and make the Yeah, man. Always come check us out, man. We'll definitely be here next Friday. But yeah, I mean, you can give your score prediction over the phone. I'll still, uh, I'll still get, I'll, I'll meet up with you and give you that hat. Okay. I, um, my hey, score, you know what? I'll uh, be there next Friday, too. 
Okay. If you can finish your food, it sounds like he's got a mouthful of food right now. <laughs> I got you, Miss Miller. It'd be great to beat both of y'all. Uh, my score predictions are 41-13. All right, I'm going to write that down. I keep that locked in. I got you, Lars. Yes, sir, 41-13. I think the keys. What about uh, keys? Come on, there we go. Uh, uh, the keys, uh, I think, is, like I told uh, Ryan the other day, we got to get defensive turnovers with the score. And I almost had it last weekend, but it got called back on that block in the back, which technically was not a block in the back. I went back and looked at it. It wasn't a block in the back. It looked like it, but it wasn't. But I think that's the key right there is in the defensive um, turnover with the score. Mm. Yeah, so I agree. I mean, I agree. Get it done, huh? And, nice. and my last key is the offensive linemen have to continue to hold their blocks until the whistle blows. That is football one-on-one. It is too much standing around on the offensive linemen um, on run plays or any play for that fact. And they just looking around like, what's going on? You didn't hear the whistle blow. Why are you stopped doing your job? Continue to do your job until the whistle blows. Go back to the huddle, regroup, and go out for the next play. But there's a lot of standing around with the offensive line. I've noticed that a great deal. Yeah, that's funny you say that. I feel like I've noticed that a couple times, too. And it, it, I think there was one time with Caden Proctor against South Florida. It might have been like the first run of the game, if you guys remember. I think Jason McClellan had a nice run. And I don't know if Proctor just thought he got tackled earlier or what, but he kind of just looking around. I was like, whoa, whoa, man, what are you doing? Whistle ain't blown yet, man. It's still going, brother. You got to keep, <laughs> you got to find somebody else to block. But yeah, now then other thing I'll say with the, we talked about the offensive line last night and kind of what we have been seeing out of them. And we said, uh, basically fundamentals, they need to clean up, right? They got to come off a low pad level. They got to drive guys. They got to get movement. They got to be physical, but also, when they're in pass pro, they got to do a better job moving their feet. You know, when I watch them in their kick sets, it's almost like they're just backpedaling sometimes and opening the gate instead of doing a nice clean kick set where they can, you know, go back and forth. If a guy's making inside, you know, their footwork could probably be cleaned up. Uh, so I think the offensive line is, is improving, but there's definitely little things they can work on. But the other thing I notice sometimes is it looks like there's like a miscommunication with guys. They don't block the right guy and it leads to negative plays. And so if they could just get those things, those things cleaned up, I think they have a lot of uh, room to grow, especially, I don't know if you saw, but Big 77, I think Jaden Roberts, uh, you know, they put him in. Uh, Dalcourt have been dealing with some injuries. And he, man, he's yeah. a physical specimen. He's got, he, he's got the ability to get some moving. I've been saying that. We just need a guy like Big Cornbread, Deontay Brown, who played here. He's with the Panthers. I mean, right, he, he might right. be a little liable sometimes in pass pro, you know, because he's a bigger guy. But we need a big, a big bully up front that's going to get pushed. And I think that's what Jaden Roberts can help establish on that right side. Because we know Booker's going to do that. You know, Latham would do that. But, you know, in the middle with Seth and Dalcourt, there's just kind of a weak spot in that line. I think Roberts is stepping up and doing a nice job. Exactly, because I never heard of style points from the, coming from the offensive line. So get aggressive. That's right. <laughs> That's right, Elias. Always, but always again, it's great to be on the show, man. Uh, I hope to see you guys next week. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll Appreciate see you, you right here. Right here in Buffalo's Cafe where I'm at right now. Make sure you guys come check us out. They got great food, wings, burgers, tacos, you name it. Tommy from Romless is hanging out. Ellis is also in town. They're sitting together right now chatting it up. And so we got some some folks in the house to so come get you some good food here at Buffalo's Cafe every Friday of home game weekends right here at Midtown Village. So you got Tommy from Romless. You got Ellis hanging out. Um 
probably Joseph's probably going to show up and hang out with you. <laughs> if, jo- if Joseph shows up, I'm gonna have to get I'm gonna have to hook him up just because he's made a complete 180. We've made him a believer uh, in Milrow, which is amazing to me. It's a guy who you couldn't tell him anything about a dual threat quarterback or Jalen Milrow. Now he is his biggest fan. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, listen, that's what. What happens, uh, you know, some people just need the, uh, as they say, proof is in the pudding. And I think, you know, for Joseph, he just needed to see it. Now, listen, it, it's, it's been a, still it's an ongoing process. I mean, you know, Nick Saban talks about the process and I think that's the process in every individual player as well, uh, how they're trying to, to move him along very slowly, very methodical, uh, to make sure he just kind of, you know, gets things. We talked about this last night. Uh, when you talk about a young quarterback, and, and I continue to remind the fan base of Alabama, like, Jade Merrow does not, this is not like it's a season veteran, okay? This is not like this guy's in his third year starting. I mean, he's got, what, five or six starts, maybe seven? This might be six or seven. I, I don't have it in front of me, but this is not a guy that has played a ton of football. And people will say, well, hey, you know, but he's been here. Yes, but he's been behind Bryce Young. He's been watching. He's been doing, you know, scout team reps. That, well, that don't really count, help you. You know, you get growth in football by playing serious football, by playing in the game. And so that's why I say the, the, the sky is the limit for him. And as he evolves and as he grows, so does Tommy Reese, so does the, the offensive play caller, because he has to understand who that guy is, what he has in this quarterback. Now you devise a scheme around this quarterback that fits what he does best, right? And we saw that some last week uh, as they went uh, to Texas A&M, and Texas A&M was determined to take away the run game. They were determined to not allow them to run the football and say, you know what? Feelings, and that's been that's been said. If we're going to lose this game, well, the quarterback's going to have to throw for three hundred and three touchdowns. La da 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 da. Well, that happened, right? That's what he did. But that's where they cast their chips and they where they threw in all the coins and they said, "Hey, I'm all in." And if Jalen Miro can beat us passing the football, then we lose. That's what Jimbo Fisher did last week. That's what DJ Durkin did last week, and they lost. And, and and so he's proven now that he could do that. So now the next team comes in and go, well, you know, we may can't sell out like that. So that's why I think, you know, the offensive coordinator has to continue to evolve as well as the quarterback as they build an identity of who they are trying to become. Big physical offensive line, physical running game, but also with a quarterback who's athletic that can run, move around, and can also hurt you throwing the ball deep. To me, that's that that right there spells balance to me. And a team well, and offense that's balanced, that can do both. I agree. And let me add this real quick before we head back to the phone lines. <clears throat> I really believe the execution was also better last week, and I'll tell you why. Uh, there yeah. was a play that, that Tia uh, posted on X where she uh, she was showing the, the interception from Texas, right? The second interception where uh, it was Max Pro, eight-man protection. They were in play action, and it's, remember, it was it's supposed to be double shots on the outside. You had Brooks to the left in the boundary. Burton was to the field. He ended up running like a, a, a real deep, you know, hitch or curl or whatever, and ended up being picked off by the safety of Texas. 
Well, I don't know if you realize this, but Texas, they ran the same exact play against Texas A&M. And that was that, that nice shot to Jermaine Burton around the third quarter, midway through the third quarter, where he basically split the corner in the, in the free safety. The difference was uh, Texas was playing cover one. They brought pressure. They brought six, ended up being seven guys with that daylight rusher, right? And Jermaine Burton, I think, we were saying he should have broke it off early. Now, I don't know if um, – I meet your mic. I can hear the, uh, the show in the background. And so – there you go. And so we were saying Jermaine Burton should have broke it off earlier. But I think what it was, it was supposed to be a shot on both sides. Well, long story short, they got what they wanted against A&M. They ran uh, cover three. The corner bit on the fake because it's like a sluggo that Burton was running, and they hit him. And so I say all that to say, I think they definitely did some things better offensively in terms of play calls last week, but they also just executed better. You know, they, they passed, the pass pro was a little bit better, and uh, the routes that they're running, you know, every, everything seemed to be uh, being executed better. So I think that also come with experience. But let's head back out to the phone line yep. and get your thoughts and your predictions. Uh, let's see, who do we have? Oh, is it TK who was up next, I believe? I'm trying to look. Sorry, I, I can't really see. TK, I think you're up next right here on the Miller's Edge. How are you this morning? I'm doing okay. How y'all doing today? Doing well, TK. Doing well. My score prediction is 31-10. Okay, let me write that down. TK's got, you said 31 or 34? 31. 31. Okay, got it. 31-10, TK. What are your keys? How do you think this game's going to play out? What does Alabama need to do to come out victorious against Arkansas? Uh, I think they needed to continue working on the pass in the game, the short passes. I think they need to keep doing that because in a reverse effect, they'll get start pulling more defenders out of the box, and they'll start respecting the passing game. Yeah. And I think we'll see more of that the more they start opening up the passing game, which I fully believe they will after having the success that they had last week. And that's what they need to do to be balanced. you got to be able to run the football effectively when you have to. you got to be able to pass the football effectively. And, and that's what creates balance. I mean, because, again, that's, that's why A&M went into the game. They didn't, they didn't respect our passing game. They're loading the box. They're bringing pressure. They forced us to throw the football. And luckily, we're able to do that. And so now the teams have to respect that. I agree with you. I think it will open up our run game a little bit more because uh, now they'll have to respect our passing game after seeing that Jalen Milrow can indeed get the job done through the air. Correct. And I think the more he passes, the more confidence he uh, will get in himself. But I don't see them losing another game. Me either. I think, uh, TK, that they are primed to finish strong. Uh, I thought, and I said this a week or so ago, that even before the Texas A&M game, I thought that that was going to be the most difficult game that they had left on their schedule because the, the, the toughness of going on the road and uh, 110,000 A&M with their defense and how the front, the offensive line of Alabama had been struggling. Uh, and I thought that if they can get that win and play decent offensively, uh, uh, they can win out. I mean, if they don't have a slip up, I mean, again, you know, these Arkansas, LSU, Auburn, even on the road to Kentucky are not going to be easy games. They still have to play a really good football. They can't sit back, relax, you know, lay back in the recline and think, hey, we're just going to throw the A out there and win games. They still have to play because this team has, is built not to destroy opponents because the offense is, is kind of that methodical up and down the field type run the ball. They're not going to have an offense that, that we've seen in the last five years or so. We're going to score 40, 45, 50 points. 
that's not how they are built at this moment, at least. So they're going to have to play good, sound football, but they're going to be favored, I would think, in every game going forward. I mean, LSU, Tennessee at home, favored. Uh, Kentucky on the road, favored. Uh, at Auburn, they're going to be favored. So this team is built to finish and win out if they stay healthy and, and continue to play solid football. And, I, and all you want is a chance at Georgia again. And I think uh, the way they're going right now, they're going to get that chance. So I agree with you. I don't think they're going to lose a game. But, again, we know how the SEC is. Sometimes you can trip up, and hopefully they don't trip up. And then before, I think uh, the last time when I spoke to you, I, I recall telling you that this team is better than last year's team. They more they play more as a team instead of playing with two stars and relying on them. Well, I agree with you. I think, you know, last year it was, uh, hey, Bryce, can you bail us out? <laughs> you know, can you do Correct. something magical? Hey, Will, can you get up the sack in this critical third 12? And he come up with a sack. You're right. This team is, is a truly a team, and I like how they are built. I like that they got every facet, I believe, covered. If that offensive line comes back, and, and, and get steady and consistent. I'm telling you, this is a dangerous team. It's a team that nobody wants to see when it comes to SEC championship and or college football playoff time. We just have to wait and see. TK, bless you, brother. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. Hopefully the tide comes away with the win, big win, and you win that uh, T-shirt and hat. All right, quick timeout. More of your phone calls coming up here on the Miller's Edge on the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Also, 12.30 a.m. We'll be back from Buffalo and from Columbia, South Carolina. Back in a moment. Take on Arkansas in an SEC showdown. Our coverage begins at 8 a.m. on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. It's homecoming at the Capstone. Hey, everybody. It's Matt Coulter from Big Noon Sports, and we're celebrating homecoming as we celebrate every Friday of the football season at the place to be on a Friday. It is Innisfree Irish Pub. Come down and see us. Come see us throughout the whole weekend. But Lars Anderson, Laura Lee Thompson, the Bama Broker, and myself, Max Coulter, will be at Innisfree live today and every Friday through the football season, noon to 2. And we're just cooking up some great burgers and fries and beers and wings. And you want a cocktail, they can make you up a Bloody Mary right now. We got an early kick. By the way, happy homecoming. I plan on greeting some of my old friends. The alums will be in town and I hope you are too. What better place to me be than, you know, than uh, and it's free. Come on down and see us. We're noon to two on Tide 100.9 and also our new affiliate WTBC AM in Tuscaloosa. Hi, this is this is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9.
Welcome back to the Miller's Edge on the Tide 100.9, also 1230 AM WTBC. You got us all over the dial. Don't forget to download the app as well. You can take us wherever you go, whatever state that you're in, city that you go, vacation, on the beach, in the mountains, wherever. Download the app, and you can hear all the shows right here on the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Back out to the phone lines we go as we're taking predictions and keys to the game. Christian Miller is at Buffalo's there at Mental Village in Tuscaloosa. I'm here in Columbia, South Carolina. My man Noah is hanging out behind the glass on a Friday. Let's go to George in Tuscaloosa. George, good Friday, my man. How you doing? Ouch. Okay. <laughs> George has uh, got the cricket phone going on. Uh, so we got to get him an upgrade. So we'll let everybody uh, chip in to help George in Tuscaloosa get it up. We'll call us back, if you will. Let's go down a, to the sunny part of this country, down to Flo Rida. Let's talk to Kerry from Florida. Welcome in, Kerry. What's going on, guys? How are y'all doing? We're doing great. Doing great. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I actually get to call in live this time. You know, I listen to y'all every day, but I got uh, football practice and in school and all that, so I have to listen to y'all show late, but today we got us a teacher work day, so I get to listen live and call in and see if I Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There we go. Yeah. Welcome in. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, I just wanted to say, I think the score is going to be, I'm going to say 31-7. Okay. I'm writing that down right now, Carrie. 31-7. Carrie from Florida. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What about your keys? keys? Uh, I'm going to go with turnovers. I think defense needs to win the turnover battle. Um, offense, we don't need to com- commit any. You know, I know uh, I, I'm big on Milro. I, I, I like his game. I think he's progressing every week. But, you know, sometimes the offense lets a interception happen or something. You know, receivers drop a ball or about one up in the air. So if we can definitely win the turnover battle and don't throw any, any interceptions in the, in the red zone, I think we'll be good. I think so too. That sounds good to me. I mean, a turnover battle is always huge, especially in a game like this. I mean, it, it very well could keep a team in it uh, when they probably shouldn't be in it, um, or it can get you back in it when when you're falling behind. But you're right. You know, turnover battle is going to be huge. When I look at this game, Kerry, I, I'm really looking at you know the offensive line because we talked about last night on our show on the Miller's Edge Extra over on YouTube. You know, I, I think the offensive line is the key for this football team to achieve the goals that they want to achieve. I feel like the defense is playing dominant. That just needs to continue. Special teams have been really good uh, with Will Reichert and James Burnham. We're going to have to get him back. But offensively, we, we can do some really good stuff. I think we can win with with Milrow. I, I don't think I know we can win with Milrow. I like our receivers and the progress that they've made. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but not too long ago during fall camp, everybody was, you know, terrified of, you know, how the receiving core was going to look, you know, because they were hearing all about the drops. And these guys, for the most part, have been very solid and been pe- been playing much better. I think we've got the best running back stable in the country, right? And so I say all that. So you got the receivers, then you go to look at the tight end position. You got CJ Dupree, who is a phenomenal blocker. Robbie Oots, a great blocker as well. You got Amari Nyblag, arguably one of the best receiving tight ends in the country. And so now we just need consistent play out of the offensive line. And if they can do that, I think Alabama truly is one of the top, at least one of the top four teams in the country, without a doubt. 
Yeah. Oh, you, you uh, feel good drink, on but... Friday. You must be some of that strong whiskey down there or something. No, I don't know. I'm sober. I don't drink any alcohol. But I'll tell you, no, it's just when I watch this football team, I'm telling you, we, we have all the pieces. Even, we even have the pieces up front. We just need it on a consistent basis. I'm telling you. And I said this going into the season. As long as you have a good defense, you'll always have a chance. And as, as long as the offense continues to progress and improve, our chances get even higher. And that's what they're doing. They're starting to play some good football. We just have to be able to establish the run better on a consistent basis. And then when they when teams challenge us to throw the ball, we've seen that we have that ability. So now that I saw what I saw last week, which I knew we, we could do, but now we saw that, that on display against a solid A&M team on the road, not to mention, I'm feeling good. The defense is aggressive. Look at all the turnovers we're forcing. We're playing football the right way right now. We just need consistency. So, yes, I am feeling good, but it's not anything to do with anything. I'm drinking water right now right here at Buffalo's Cafe. I just know when I turn on the tape. Oh, I am hydrated. I just know when I turn on the tape, Alabama's doing some good stuff. They just have to be consistent week in and week out. Yes, but you guys know I mean, Robert Sala said the best thing uh, when he told his offensive line, we go as you go. Exactly. Yeah. That's, Everything I mean, starts up front. In the trenches in general, especially SEC play, you got to win the trenches. I mean, most you got to build your team inside out. We are, we quick to go to the, the fast guys, the quick guys, you know, the pretty guys, but the big nasties, the big butts. At the end of the day, will get you the W's. Man, thank you so much, brother. We appreciate the phone call. Hope you have a great weekend and enjoy the game. All right, thank you. All right, let's head back up here to Joy. No, no, let's do this. Noah, you got a question for us, right, on the uh, Tide 100.9 app? Yeah, guys. Uh, well, this isn't Noah. This is Justin. That is Justin. Jones. Yeah. Well, there he is. There he is. Justin, where you been at, man? I've been here the whole time. Me and Noah were in here. We, we were doing stuff together, uh, working the board. But we got a question from and the you app. You ain't said anything, though. If you don't talk, how do I know you there? Oh, well, you know what? That's my fault. That's my fault, Corey. I'll, I'll make sure y'all know. <laughs> Um, but, but we got a question on the app from KJ yesterday. We didn't get to it, but uh, KJ, I'm pretty sure this is uh, in response to the nothing kind of speech that Coach Saban gave. Um, they wanted to know, was Saban talking about the starters being complacent or the bench players complaining about playing time? I can answer that for you right now. He's talking about everybody in that building. It's not even just players. He's talking about coaches, equipment staff, athletic trainers. He's talking about everybody. And and it's not necessarily that he's directing it at them, I don't think, because of it might not necessarily be that he's seen complacency. I think he's just trying to be proactive, right, and go ahead and, and, and putting that out there. Because, again, if you look at the recipe right now, I mean, they've played some good football. Everybody counted them out after the Texas game. They counted them out after South Florida. Now they're starting to play some really good football. And look, they're back in control of the West, right? And so with that being said, now everybody's going to start hyping them up and building them up. And he knows that's what's going to happen. And I think he's just worried that the team's going to start hearing this. They're going to start feeling themselves a little too much. And that's the last thing you want right now, right? You don't want that to stop that momentum. That's why you heard him make the reference. If your goal is to bench 300 pounds and you're benching 180 right now, you don't get to 250 and say, oh, dang, all right, I'm up to 250. I'm, all right, I'm good. You don't do that. You keep your foot on the gas, and you keep going hard until you accomplish all your goals. All right, back to the phones. We go prediction five. Let's go to Mitchell. Mitchell, thanks for holding. Welcome in. All right, thanks. Hello? You got, yes, sir. You got Mitchell? Yeah, hey, hey guys. How y'all doing, man? Doing, doing well. Hope you're doing well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm just going to get a quick score in for the game. All right, here we go. 
I'm going to go Bama. Uh, Bama 28. Arkansas 16. Good deal. I got it written down. You got any keys for us before we let you go, Mitchell? Yep, keys to the victory. Score more points than they do. <laughs> that always That's works, big, right? It all, always works. Roll tie, guys. Appreciate uh, it. Roll tie. Let's Mitchell. go work real quick. George and Tuscaloosa real quick. Can we get your score prediction? Hey, how are y'all, uh, how are y'all going? Doing, uh, doing good, George. 40 to 17, Alabama and Keys to the game. Minimize penalties and have sound offense and deep, uh, defense, uh, sorry, defensive line assignment. I like, I like it. Forty-seven team minimize the penalties or the issues, and Alabama should win. It also comes back to the trenches. Thanks, George, in Tuscaloosa, uh, for your call. Thank all the callers. I know we're getting closer to wrapping up this show. Again, Christian Miller is hanging out at Buffalo's Cafe. He'll be there extra hour even after the show's over. So if you want to go by and check him out, I know you'll get Tommy from Rama's Score Prediction, Ellis, who are there. Uh, hanging out with Christian as we speak. Uh, but uh, should be a great game tomorrow. Uh, early uh, 11 a.m. kick. Homecoming. Justin Jones will be out there. Probably walking out the bar at the club to get on a float. I'm pretty sure. Going to be a great Saturday of college football, man. I think the tide rolls. And uh, continue to make that progress. That trip down Highway 20. On that uh, Highway 20 ride towards Hot Atlanta. I believe that's where they're headed. All right, Christian, take us out, man. Well, been another great show. Like you said, I'm right here at Buffalo's Cafe. Come hang out with me for another hour right here at Midtown Village. But also want to thank all of our sponsors and want to give a big shout-out to Alumni Hall, Spine and Sport Chiropractic, oh, man, Andrew Sports Medicine, the Good Feet Store, all of our great partners, R&R Cigars, Use Miller's Edge, the code online to get 20% off of those cigars. And also T-Mobile, we got a big event we're going to be mentioning next week, so make sure you stay tuned where you can have a meet and greet with some football players and win some fun uh, merchandise over at their uh, store on Highway 69 South. So I'll talk about that next week. But again, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. If you haven't, go check us out on YouTube where we do the Miller's Edge Extra in our post-game show at the Miller's Edge on YouTube. You've been listening into the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, the weekend, everybody. of Alabama Sports. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Noah. God bless y'all. See you. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily, always live.